This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Mark Bologna. In the report this week, a special program on the UN Climate Change Conference, COP27. How education is key to confronting the climate crisis. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. Now global warming isn't you. The years you wasted were too plenty. You left the problem up to whom. This is Radio Labour. At this COP we need less blah 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 and more action and a response that is in proportion to the gravity of the climate crisis we are facing. That is Jennifer Ulrich. Ms. Ulrich is a research policy and advocacy coordinator for Education International. EI is the Global Union Federation, which represents more than 32 million teachers and other education workers in 172 countries. In the run-up to the 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference, known as COP27, EI has been conducting a campaign entitled Teach for the Planet. The campaign emphasizes that if the world is to successfully confront the climate crisis, education is crucial. I spoke to Ms. Ulrich as she was preparing to attend COP27, which will be held in Egypt November 6th to 18th, 2022. I asked her about EI's Teach for the Planet campaign. We really believe the fight against climate change must have an education face and a teacher's voice in every area of the world. And the campaign has three core aims. The first aim is greater recognition of the role of education and research in the fight against climate change. So here we really want governments to include specific commitments to climate change education as part of their nationally determined contributions under the Paris Agreement. On this aim, we've been conducting research where we've analysed the new revised and updated nationally determined contributions of countries and we found that Every country has failed to sufficiently include plans to deliver quality climate change education and actually only a third of countries at the moment mention education at all. However, over the past year since we've started a campaign, we have seen that some countries have updated their nationally determined contributions and they have actually improved their policy on education. So we really want this trend to continue and for education to be recognised as countries address the climate crisis and as a powerful tool for this. Second, we demand country commitments to ensuring quality climate change education for all. So we want governments to commit to the inclusion of climate change education in curricula, but also in teacher training and professional development opportunities. So we've been monitoring this as well. We have a survey which we conducted in collaboration with UNESCO, We surveyed 60,000 teachers globally and the results showed that even though over 90% of the teachers responding said they were motivated to teach climate education, only about 40% felt confident actually teaching it. So we found there's a big gap in terms of the professional development that teachers need to be able to to teach for, for climate action. Thirdly, we are calling for a teacher-led approach to quality climate change education. So 
So we want governments to recognize the leadership, the experience, the expertise of the profession and to work with education unions to develop and to implement climate change education. So we really believe that teacher involvement in the policy and curricular development is essential if the integration and implementation of climate change education is going to be successful. We're a global federation of education unions. So the campaign is carried out by EI at the global level, but our member organizations, um, education unions, carry out the campaign in their national context as well. And through our climate network, we facilitate education unions from across the world to share their experiences and to exchange successful advocacy strategies as well on climate issues. So when we started the campaign, we published a manifesto, and this lays out the educators' um, vision for quality climate change education for all. And the manifesto argues that quality climate change education is transformative, it's based on science, and it fosters critical thinking and civic engagement. In the second year of the campaign now, we are also campaigning for a just transition in the education sector. So this means ensuring that uh, educators continue to enjoy their right to decent work as climate impacts intensify. So already our members are telling us that their members, the educators' working conditions are being affected by the climate crisis. We think it's really important that governments engage in social dialogue with, with education unions to then ensure that educators, their workplaces are safe, they have appropriate teaching and learning uh, conditions and environments, and that they have adequate social protection as well. So for us, the campaign is all about quality climate change education for all, a just transition, and recognising that as educators are in fact on the front lines of the climate crisis, they're also in, in the solution. COP27 will be held from November 6th to 18th, 2022. What are EI's hopes for the conference? What do you want to see happen? Education International and our member organizations will be in Egypt bringing the voice of educators to COP27. We want this COP to be the COP where governments finally wake up to the urgency of the climate crisis and make bold commitments to, to decarbonize and to save our planet. The UN estimates that the world could be on track for 2.5 degrees warming by the end of the century. This really does mean catastrophic climate breakdown. So at this COP, we need less blah, 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 and more action and a response that is in proportion to the gravity of the climate crisis we are facing. This means drastic cuts to carbon emissions. It also means Countries who have contributed the most to the climate crisis need to take responsibility. So we also want to see funding for, for loss and damage. On the education side, we're calling for all governments to commit to providing quality climate change education. Currently, about 50% of countries' education curricula include climate change. We need to change. We want this to be 100%. Last year at COP26, just over 20 countries made climate education commitments during an Education and Environment Ministers Summit. This year, countries have the opportunity to make commitments again, and we want more countries to do so. We are also calling for a just transition for all educators. Governments really must guarantee educators labour rights in the context of worsening climate impacts. 
We want to see improved employment conditions for educators, scaling up of social protection and, of course, supporting teachers' well-being too. And for us, we want to highlight too that climate justice goes hand in hand with human rights. So education unions demand the right to education, the right to decent work, but also the right to unionize, to organize, to protest for climate justice, to fight for a just transition and also to protest for a sustainable future. We cannot be silencing activists if we want to achieve climate justice. You can find more information about EI's campaign, Teach for the Planet, on the union's website at ei-ie.org. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the Canadian union that risks $220 million in fines by backing a strike by education workers this Friday as they bargain to win wage increases that match the rate of inflation. We also carried stories about what unions are looking for at COP27 in Egypt and the bizarre dilemma facing Danish and Swedish trade unions as they confront the European Union's new minimum wage directive. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items about the labor movement's call for more government action to end gender-based violence in South Africa a Canadian union's innovative approach to making union events and actions safe for all workers, and how an Australian proposal for broader-based bargaining could help erode wage and other forms of gender inequality in the workplace. And, of course, our volunteers posted links to many stories about the annual Global Gender Pay Gap report. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week included items about an explosion at an Indian steel plant, a new Australian study that concludes that teaching is the occupation most at risk of workplace assaults resulting in injuries, and the ongoing International Federation of Journalists campaign against the impunity enjoyed by those who harass, assault, and murder journalists around the globe. We also had ongoing coverage of footballer union statements in solidarity with migrant workers in the run-up to the World Cup. Our current photo of the week is of workers celebrating the reinstatement of their union president after she had spent months out of work. She had been sacked by her employer, an Indonesian garment factory owner, for her union activism. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Turkey, the Philippines, Canada, Myanmar, and Kazakhstan. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Australia's Victorian Trade Union Choir with You Knew, Grandpa, You Knew. Now global warming isn't you. The years you wasted were too plenty. You left the problem up to who? You knew our world would be in trouble as your emissions grew and grew. You said it's only froth and bubble. But did you really have a clue? You knew, Grandpa. 
did you tell me what you do? You knew grandma, you knew grandma. So tell me what, me what did you do? Now hear a song from 